If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Yo, is there Miss Knotsy and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastion? I be deep in the booty hole, just like a wedge and murder on my mind. I be feeling like Millie. I need me a bill, cause my gun's too heavy. Got in Miami, I not a fair right off his bitch. Alright, so we got that Mexican OT jumping off the porch with us today, man. How you feeling today, man? Man, I can't complain, baby. I woke up, you know. There you go, man. That's a good outlook to have, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I appreciate you coming by, man. Go ahead and introduce who's sitting next to you today, too, man. This my man, uh, Shunny Schmeiser, golden child for real, baby, you know what I'm saying? Don't get no better than that. This my right hand man, a brother to me, you know what I'm saying? And, and we shit on everybody together. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I'd love that, man. All right, so you're here in Atlanta on the, the Jeezy World Tour, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Jeezy and what the fuck he got going on. Uh, shout out Slim, Rory, and the whole team, man, you know what I'm saying? They got a, they got a cool-ass little thing going on, so I respect it. Absolutely, man. So how's the tour been, man? You're, I think you're coming down on the last couple of weeks, right? Hell yeah. I, sh- I shot a music video over here uh, in in this little little strip right here. Okay. I think uh, Marcus was his name at the, the fun house or playhouse or whatever. Yeah, right down there. Yep. Uh, over here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was. I knew it was. <laughs> it was real close. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. So what city would you say showed out the most? And was there one city that you were really surprised at? Like, damn, I didn't know they was fucking with me way over here. man. Vegas. Vegas? Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I, I really can never tell, and I'll tell you why. Um, when I fell out my daddy nutsack, I, uh, I was blessed with some type of energy. I don't know what it is. So even if they don't know me, I would never be able to tell if they were genuinely fucking with me beforehand because I have this energy that gra- they gravitate to me, you know what I'm saying? So it's forever going to be a good show. And not only that, you know, I'm, I was blessed with being a good showsman. So every show is we gonna rock out. You know what I'm saying? They they feed off you. Motherfuckers be like, man, that crowd is whack. Ooh, Robert, they lame. It's lame because you being lame up there. You gotta make them hype, you know what I'm saying? Especially if they don't know you, you gotta come up 110%, baby. Absolutely. So I, I, you know, I respect every state that I've been to. Uh, I love them all, it just as equally. You know what I'm saying? They all fuck with me, especially at house. When I got back in the house, you know what I'm saying? I was with my motherfucking natives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we was in there fucking shit up. Yeah. What song have you been getting the best re- reaction on, on on this tour then? Probably uh, that's why I meant that uh, Texas Mexican. That whole go crazy. They fuck with it. They fuck with La Cobra. Shout out my man Jody, man. Uh, you know Jody, he he another upcoming artist that I really fuck with. And you know just besides the artist shit, you know I fuck with him as a person. So um, they really fuck with him too. So probably, I mean, really all of them, you know, but I would have to say La Cobra or the Texas Mexican. Okay, I got yeah. you, man. All right, and uh, so you from Bay City, Texas, right? Bay City, Texas, but be careful, Texas. Hmm. That's what we call it, BC, be careful, BC, Texas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know nothing about Bay City, man. I'm... There ain't shit to know about it. It's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the ghetto, stop sign, and country. That's it. Yeah, don't blink, you might miss it. For real, you know, but you know, I love it. It's home to me. Shit, I, I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Having friends there, having family members, you know what I'm saying? I, I grew up playing soccer there, baseball, went to school with a lot of fuckheads, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's forever home. I can't live there though, but I could definitely always go back and visit. 
Oh, that's love, man. Yeah. Hell you yeah. also used to live in Austin too, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Damn, okay, yeah, right on. Yeah, Austin, uh, I was out there for a while too. I, I live with my pops and then me and him had separated and I had a stepmother that took me in. Hmm. And uh, I thank God every day for it, man, because I'd be a, I mean, shit, I was, I was fucking up. But I could have been a lot more of a fuck up if it wasn't for her. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shit, you know, she, she kept me, she kept me head right. She tried, she was as strict as she could to be on me. You know what I'm saying? She had me moving militant. I was always in trouble, so I was always by myself and shit. But, you know. Yeah. Was, yeah, a, yeah. Big, was a big adjustment going to Austin, coming from Bay City then, or? Uh, nah, not really, bro. Not really. I didn't think there was no difference. Only difference was the, the scenery. Yeah. Like where I was staying and shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like even Atlanta, I don't even feel like I'm in Atlanta right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know? I feel like the only places when you go there, you feel like you're there. It's Texas, uh, New York, definitely New York. And I'm gonna say Hollywood. I didn't like Hollywood though, but it feels like Hollywood. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I didn't like it though. It, it feels like a tourist city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, no, nah, it really wasn't no difference. I just, you know, Wherever I go, I'm gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> I know? think that, man. Yeah. And unfortunately, your mom passed away when you were young, right? Yes, sir. She died when I was uh, <coughs> I was eight. I was my gangster, man. She was uh, she was everything to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, she was treated like shit growing up by everybody. She was well respected, especially in the hood. But you know what I'm saying? When it comes to like just the immediate family and just being done dirty by friends. And, you know, she's had some solid people, but she was a gangster and a thug for staying strong with what the fuck she went through. Yeah. And not only that, having me and my little brother and Romeo, you know, cause I had another little cousin, but he's basically my little brother. We all live together in one household, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that, that's how that went. Yeah. Um, I know there's never a good time to lose your mom, but I'm sure 18 years old, that was really tough too, man. How, how did you- eight. Yeah, you were eight, so yeah. how did you deal with that? Did you like lash out and just like, man, fuck the world? Did you even understand what was going on? Or? I feel like I, I feel like, uh, I feel like I want to say I understood, but I don't think I did. Cause like, you know, I was a kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? My little brother was one years old, you know? So uh, it was hard, but it, it, it wasn't as hard as you would think it would be. You know what I'm saying? It'd be different if I like 15 or something, you know, I, I have all these extra memories and, and extra shit with her, you know what I'm saying? I was only eight. And not only that, she was always in and out, you know, getting money or partying because, you know, she had me when she was still a kid. See what I'm saying? So she wanted to still do her kid shit, but, you know what I'm saying? It, it, was, it wasn't that bad. I, I think I only cried whenever I heard about it. Like, we was at Schlitterbahn and uh, we in the minivan on the way back and they, my Theo get a call and something about she's in the hospital, she's in the hospital. So, you know, we still on the way and he gets another call and they said, it's getting bad. I don't know who the fuck they're talking about. It's getting bad, man. I, I don't know, I don't know. Like, we don't know what's going on. And he fucking, he gets his phone and fucking slams it on the radio. And then they called Mathia about 30 minutes later and they was like, she gone. And Mathia, she didn't even say nothing. She just started crying and like stood up and walked to the, you know, in the minivan, they have that little section you go walk through. Mm -hmm. She just stood up, walked back there and started holding me crying. I was like, what, what the fuck going on, bro? And then everybody just started crying. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then they were like, your mama. I was like.
I didn't even know what to say. I just cried. Yeah. There was nothing to say. Not for real. Um, so when would you say you jumped off the porch then? How old were you? I was young, bro. <clears throat> I remember being in the first grade and not coming home till like fucking midnight. For real? Hell yeah, bro. My mama, my mama, like, I mean, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? She, she tried her best to be the mother figure. You know, I'm not just saying she let us run around fucking hitting meth when we were three years old and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't no crazy shit like that. But, you know, there, I had a lot of, I had a lot of, uh, what do they call it? Like a lot of leeway or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, you know, the... I ain't really just have the parents like that there. My mother wanted to do her own thing. She loved us. I'm not saying she neglected us, but you know, she just wanted to still do what she did. So that gave me nothing but the opportunity to just go fuck up and do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I remember being around Clue, Lake Jackson and shit. We kids, about 15 kids deep running through the, you know what I'm saying? So it was never, it was never like we was just, you know, by ourselves and vulnerable and shit. It was deep like a hoe. JC, Quincy, Juan, me, Romeo, fucking, we ran up and down Sasquatch, whatever the fuck that road was. It was a cul-de-sac, uh, Sasquatch or Sasquatch or fucking Titi lived right down the road. Shout out Titi. Yeah, we said, yeah, we said, shout out Titi, you know, he OG and Via, you know, that's my deal right there. Uh, shout out to all the Vias out of there, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know what it is, Locos. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I lived with my nanny for a while. My nanny, she was, uh, she was on my ass. On my mama's side of the family, they ain't give a fuck. Like we just did whatever. My daddy's side of the family, you know, they was they was more on my ass about shit, which is good. I thank God for it. You know what I'm saying? But psh, you know, I was still always fucking up doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Every I feel like every fuck up that I did growing up was like more on my like my end because I had people leading me, right? I just you know what I'm saying. I also had a lot of fuckery around me, and I wanted to do that instead. Hmm. So yeah. What would you say was like the biggest mistake you made when you were younger then? Just giving my mama a hard time. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I, I've done a lot of stupid shit, but I feel like- If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. The main thing, cause my, my stepmama, you know what I'm saying? The stepmama, like I said, she, my, you know, my father was, you know what I'm saying, never around. She's worrying about what the fuck he's doing. You know, he's doing his own thing. And, and she's, you know, she lost her job because she'd always have to come to school to pick me up because I was always in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was just the little shit was probably the biggest things for me because, you know, it, it, it fucked up my, my mama. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Understood, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you recently shared this picture on IG, man. Couldn't have been more than like, look like five, six years old of you rapping. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, how yeah. old were you when you first started rapping? I was probably like seven, six. I was like six right there. I started rapping when I was four. <laughs> four years old. Yeah, yeah. I was watching my, uh, I was watching my uncles and my cousins. They call we, we had a clique called Keep Dog Click, <laughs> and I was watching them rap. Shit, they be in my grandpa's garage fucking shit up. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to be like them. Yeah. I wanted to be a kick dog member. I wanted to roll with the big dogs and shit. They was like they was like 15, 16 at the time, you know what I'm saying? Probably, you know, 15, 16, 17 and I was just watching them fuck shit up. My uncle Moan would write lyrics for me. Yo, and I'd go recite <laughs> I would go perform them for my grandma on the back porch, you know what I'm saying? I remember my mother would be sitting on the floor ironing money holding my little brother and I'd be on the bed. That was the bed was my stage and whatever music video I was playing on one oh six in Park, that was my beat. 
and I was sitting on it. <laughs> That's yeah. a hard right there. I remember my mother would have boyfriends, they would come home and have their rap CDs and shit, and my mama would be like, nigga, V-Man, eat this nigga up. <laughs> I'd be like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> For real. Who were some of your favorite rappers back then? 50 Cent. Okay. I had the G-Unit pants, I had the G-Unit shirt, G-Unit muscle shirts, I had the G-Unit shoes, G-Unit hats, I even had his video games. Had posters of the nigga, you know what I'm saying? I, I used to fuck with 50 hard. But I grew up glorifying the whole East Coast. Like I remember when I when I started like getting into music myself, the person that I really wanted to sound like, like who I wanted to become and rap like was Big L. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I fucked with Big L heavy. I fucked with how he didn't give a fuck about what people thought of what he said. And I also fucked with just the complicity. I think I said that word right. The complicity. <laughs> Is that right? I think so, yeah. I made it up since the word today. <laughs> the complexity of, of how of how complex his shit was, you yeah, know. I, yeah. I loved how he took time to to write it out and think of what the fuck he was gonna say and you know what I'm saying and just be a, as best as it can be, you know. Cause like uh, Chases, I love Chases. I love being with Chases, I love the culture of Chases, I love our music. I love the slow, I love the chopping the screwed, I, I love everything about that. But it was it was a uh, it just wasn't it wasn't as crazy as the East Coast to me. I even love the Slim Shady phase of Eminem. Hmm. That's probably my favorite Eminem, you know? Uh, so you were more drawn to like the lyrics then, huh? Yeah, fuck yeah, I ain't give a fuck about that vibe shit. You know what I'm saying? I wanted the motherfucker to hear what the fuck I had to say because I was a kid and I already had so much to, I was a kid and already had so much to say. Hmm. See what I'm saying? So that's how that went. So you always knew you wanted to be a rapper, or was there a time where you was Hell like... Hell no, nah, I was just doing it because it was fun. My mother knew I was going to be a rapper before I was a rapper. My mother, I was failing every class in first grade. And uh, my Thea Rosario told me this story. And uh, I was what that, like that. I was in the first grade, and I was failing every fucking class. First fucking grade, failing every class. And, and all my mama's friends are like, Sophie, he failing every class in the first grade, like what is going on? And she said, fuck that school, my son gonna be a rapper. <laughs> and here I am. So she knew I was gonna be a rapper before everybody, before yeah. I did. Yeah. I was doing it cause it was yeah. fun, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when did you start like recording music and releasing it then? I was like 10 when I recorded my 10, first song. really? Yeah, I was with my uncle, cause y'all gotta understand my uncle Moan and them, they had it. So it was easy access for me. I was just in there fucking it up. And uh, I would do songs with them all the time and they would always put me last on every song. And they would always put me last because they would try to put me first and I wouldn't know when to stop. By the time I knew it, the fucking beat over and I'm running acapella, you know what I'm saying? So shit, it, you know, it was just easy. I recorded, I, I was a, I had this girl crush, I had a crush on this girl, her name was Brianna. And, uh, and I wrote a song about her and I recorded it and it was like, call me, yeah, yeah, call me, yeah, call me. I don't even remember the verse. I just remember the hook being something like that and that was the first thing I ever recorded and I just been shitting on everything since then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what would you say was like your breakthrough song then? The first song that kind of like gave you a buzz to where you was like, Probably like I'm all in on this yeah. shit. Oh, well, actually, I don't know, because the first music video I ever dropped hit like fucking 40K in a month. That's pretty good for your first one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that and I was no promo nothing. That's just be me being in the hood and they showing love off the rip. Hmm. Plan C. Plan C. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah. It was another artist on that one, right? Yeah, Roddy Rod. Okay. They tried to take my name off of that song a while, a while back. For, why? They just, I got a bigger dick than him. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. They just being haters. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But they they ended up getting my shit back on there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. My fans cut for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? They was all in their inboxes like, bitch, nigga, you better put RT name back on there. Woo, woo, rah, rah. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got, I got some players. Was this like there. recently they took you off? Or? Nah, this was like, like two, three years ago, maybe oh, okay. two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So Plan C, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, but I would say Plan C. I, I wanted to say La Muerte. La Muerte was a song that like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tex, Tex heard it and he put me on the Exotic Pop show, hmm. and then after that, that's when it really just like. You know what I'm saying? That's when we started just applying pressure to everything. Cause the, pand the pandemic really fucked me in the ass, bro. You know what I'm saying? That I was I was planning to, you know, to fuck shit up and I couldn't do shit. Cause everybody was staying inside and shit, but it was an easy bounce back. You know what I'm saying? I've only been doing this shit for like almost a year. Oh, shit. And I'm already where I'm at right now, yeah. <laughs> talking to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, baby? Man. Like I said earlier, when I fell out my daddy nuts, it was just this energy that that uh, I was blessed with. I was, I mean, obviously I was blessed with the talent, but you know, I'm a cool ass motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I meet all these other rappers and I'm like, bro, I can tell the label made you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And going back to that song, um, th that's the one where you took a shot at Peso Peso? Yeah, it really wasn't a shot. Like I fuck with Peso. Like I was jamming him before I was even taking it serious. You know what I'm saying? Like I remixed the hardest essay ever. And the whole reason why I even remixed it was because he shit on it. <laughs> I just know I could have did it better. That's why I did it, you know, and, and uh, I mentioned his name because at the time when I was writing the song, everybody, you know, all my homeboys, they gonna boost me up, that's their job. So they like, yeah, nigga, you the hardest, they say, woo, rah, rah, you, 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 bet harder than Peso, you, you crazy, you going crazy. And you know, I feel that way too. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna say it, that's how I feel. You know what I'm saying? It really wasn't a diss or nothing, you know, like I said, I, I don't really know him as a person like that, but I fuck with his music, hmm. you know what I'm saying? I just know I'm better. But I'm better than a lot of motherfuckers. So it's more on some competitive shit then. Huh? Yeah, without a doubt. Like I could be best friends with you. I, matter of fact, after this, I will go buy you some drinks and we chilling. But as but bro, if I play for Dallas Cowboys and you a fucking 49ers, I'm here to rip your fucking head off. That's it. See what I'm saying? You feel like that's lacking in rap these days? Without a doubt. Everybody, everybody, they scared to be fucking a boss ass nigga. They scared to be in competition with people, bro. Like they, they want to like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like me, like I'm best. I, I love being friends. I hate enemies. I, I'm a lovable person. I love people giving hugs. I love giving people hugs. Like that's just me. I got a big heart. But <laughs> nigga, when I throw this jersey on, I'm a monster. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. So yeah, that's how that go with Peso. But like I said, I fuck with his music, you know? he. Uh, you know, he, he killed the hardest essay ever. That's He made me, he did it so good, he made me want to rap on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did he ever reach out to you or? Yeah, we talk here and there. It ain't nothing crazy like we out popping bottles and shit, but you know what I'm saying? He, he, he gave me some recognition and I told him thank you. Like the real ass nigga that he is. You know what I'm saying? He, he could have been a fucking, a hating ass nigga and be like, man, nigga, fuck this nigga. But you know, he was just a cool ass dude and was like, you know what I'm saying? I respect it. I like how you confident, keep going. I dig that. Yeah, so you know that he cool for that. Yeah. For so. So what's your creative process like? Do you write or you just go in off the top? No, I write everything. 
Everything. Every once in a while. Like when I'm in the studio and I'm doing features and shit or some shit like that, I go in there and off the dome that hoe. But for the most part, yeah, I be, I be in that hoe writing. Because, you know, like I said earlier, I had a stepmom that was strict on me. So growing up, I never really had friends like that. I, I became antisocial, like literally, like like awkward antisocial. Not like, I'm antisocial, don't fuck with it. Like, nah. Like, I was real life awkward. And, uh, and um, but I thank God because, you know what I'm saying, me being in that room by myself, man, me the beast that I am today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In there, I was in there writing, reading, or drawing. I read a fuckload of novels, wrote a fuckload of music, and drew a fuckload of pictures. And I. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Loved it. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, ever since then, I just, you know, I wanted to write it. Because I know how, what I'm capable of. I'm a bad motherfucker, so why not put every blood cell that I got into it? Like, I don't even, I don't even smoke when I write. I don't smoke when I record. I don't, I don't, I'm you not. You be fully out. sober? Fuck yeah. Hmm. That's why my shit is fucking great. Because I put my, my all into it. And when I'm high, I'm pierced. Hmm. You know, it's not my all. You got OT right now when I'm sober, that's Virgil. Yeah. What do you feel like, what mood would you say brings out the best out of you when you're writing then? Is it when you're pissed off? Is it when you're good mood? Is it when you're going through some real life shit or? Good mood. Cause when I'm pissed off, I don't even want to fucking breathe. You know what I'm saying? When I'm pissed, and I got, I got horrible anger issues. Like, nigga, I, I get mad if the fucking wind don't blow the right way. For real, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I got horrible ass anger issues, bro. And so, um, it's gotta be me in a good mood, cause when I'm mad, I don't wanna do shit but punch everything. So yeah, I, I definitely gotta be in a good mood. I wrote a few songs high. Well, I, I didn't write them, but I, I got the foundation of how I wanted to jump on it, cause just me being high, vibing to it, and I'm like, oh, I like that, I can use that for something else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part now, when I write, I go to my patio, I fucking put the beat on, I write what I want to write, and then once I feel like I've done enough for it, I, I can, I'll write a hook and fucking put it away, or I'll finish the song, you know what I'm saying, then I smoke. You know, it, it's taken me three weeks to write a song before, and it's taken me 15 minutes to write a song before. Do you prefer to write by yourself then, with like no one around you, or can you feed off other people's energy if they're around you? I can do both. For the most part, I'm riding with somebody though, just because I always got my partner Jody with me, or Sonny, or Nate. I always have my team with me. The same people you see with right here, the same people you finna see me with when I got kids and shit. You know, I, like this motherfucker finna be an uncle to my kids, you know. That's my woman right there for life, you see what I'm saying? That's, that's my wife. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got time for no other fuckery with my foundation. I don't got time to fall. And you fall when you ain't got a solid foundation. That's see real. what I'm saying, baby? <coughs> that's real, man. Um, so how'd you develop this relationship with uh, South Park Mexican? Man, he just heard my music and was like, who the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Fred, Yeah, that went. So he just reached out, like DM'd you? Did someone call him or? Yeah, somebody called me and was like, hey, I got SPM on the phone. He wanna talk to you. I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. I was like, what the fuck you talking about? But yeah, he, 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 uh, he was he cool ass motherfucker too. I respect him. And I respect him, you know, for some deeper shit too, you know, just cause me talking to him and, and you know, being at his his uh his place of business and shit, you know, there's there's a lot of things that he got to do that he don't want to do, but still does because he believes and has faith. 
And I think having faith is a fucking beautiful thing and it's a very strong thing. It's what drives the human being to go another day. I fucking hate humans, you know, so when you find a good one, it's you better run with that motherfucker. I feel that. Yeah, so I fuck with Cuz, he cool. What's his legacy out there in Texas? It's SPM, baby. That's the South Park Michigan, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't, I, he just hard, he, he's forever gonna know. They're, they're forever gonna know his music, forever gonna know his face, you know? Click and click my semi, click and click my semi auto cause I'm trying to see Pumato, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody know his shit, he, he a GOAT. One of the faces of Texas for sure. Absolutely. Do you know how much time he has left? Yeah, it should be very soon. Very soon. And he gonna be fucking shit up when he get out. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to see what he does. He uh, he got some shit he want me to be on. And, uh, you know, he got shit that I'm sure he want everybody to be on. You know, but it's just an honor because the people I looked up to, they looked up to him. You see what I'm saying? So it's cool to be able to be like, hey, um, look what I'm doing. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? I know I can go further than that, but it's cool to brag about it to them. I dig that, yeah. Uh, what's been one of the biggest sacrifices you had to make to be successful so far? Nothing. I don't think I've had to make any, I mean, I love this shit so much. You know, I don't look at it as sacrifices. I love staying up there. I love putting in overtime in the studio. I love being frustrated when I'm writing a song and, and I fucking gotta thug that shit out. I love uh, being on this road and and being tired and losing my voice. I love, you know, all of that shit. I love the struggle of this shit, you know? God had a, God had a, a spirit and then he had this case. I always tell this story. He had a spirit and he had a case. And before he put that spirit in that case, he laid this case on all fours, his hands and knees. And he faced it that way so the ash is facing him. And God took about 10, 15 steps back and he fucking ran as fast as he could and bah, kicked the fuck out this case in the ass. And I just been built, I just been built to go ever since then. You know, I've been built for everything. You know, I think I can't do anything without him. You know, so I don't think I've had to sacrifice anything. I've lost a lot of people in my circle, but that's a good thing though, you know? I like how life crops its way out. Mm -hmm. Everything else, you know. I say, yeah. Where they weed themselves out. Yeah, they weed themselves. That's why I don't even worry about fuckery no more. God got my back, and and I and I put good energy into the world, so I know it's gonna come back to me. I also put a lot of good energy in the world because I put a lot of bad energy into the world, and I don't want that shit to come back to me because a lot of it has come back to me. But I thank God that it was just a slap on the hand and not a fucking dick in the ass. You know what I'm saying? For real. All right, so you got the new deal with Cinematic, right? Hey, we, we in there like swimwear, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm here to fuck shit up. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they believe in me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad, I'm appreciative, I'm grateful. I'm ready to, to eat every rapper up. I'm ready to be the best there ever is. I want people to, my goal is to, to be rap. I'm sure you had a lot of labels reaching out to you, man, so. Yeah, hell yeah, they was all loving me, bro. They fuck with a Mexican. Yeah. I'm just a, you know, fucking talented ass wetback, you know, and they <laughs> fuck with it. Yeah, so what was it about uh, cinematic that really drew you in there? 
The deal, you know, just the people there. I don't know, bro. Uh, everything's very new to me. So what, you know, besides the deal and the number and everything, I also, I'm a big people's person. Uh, I say I am, I'm really not. Uh, I don't know what I am, but I, I do like, what I'm trying to say is like the people I'm finna be working with, I like knowing them. And if I don't fucking like you, I'm definitely not gonna wanna make no fucking money with you. You know what I'm saying? And I pay attention to very little traits. And those little traits is what add up to that big one thing. And that one big thing is all I need to know for you to, to cut you off. And you know, I, I fuck with people at Cinematic. Uh, feed Johnny and all them, everybody came correct, everybody came cool, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that first impression was what really, you know, gravitated me to the cinematic. Understood, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, does it bother you when people try and compare you to other rappers? Every fucking time. Yeah, it does, but I eat that shit. You know what I'm saying? I can't be like, fuck you! Because <laughs> then I go, this is my music. But, you know what I'm saying? The way I handled it is like, oh yeah, okay. We'll be ready for more. We'll see you later. You know? I always get compared to Kevin Gates. I get compared to the baby. <laughs> I'm on TikTok and heard this crazy ass shit. I was like, bro, you, you gotta be trolling me. There's no way this is real. Cuz said I sound like a mixture of Paul Wall, Kevin Gates, and Ed Sheeran. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, fuck you. No, they gotta be trolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like three different spectrums right there. How does that even make sense? <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. But it's cool. <laughs> nah, hell yeah. So that's how that goes. Gotcha. But I, you know what I'm saying? People be like, or they'll be like, you the hardest SA ever. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm that Mexican OT. You know? That's uh, all I know to be. And that's what I do best. You know, it's crazy as fuck. Because growing up, remember I told you, I, I was always by myself. And, you know, became awkward and shit like that. And I fucking hated myself. Hated everything of me. I hated my name. I hated how I looked, I hated everything about me. And uh, my poppin', he would tell me, Virgil, you need this school. He said, I hated science. I hated science. Now look at my career. He works at an oxaya plant, a chemical plant. So what I'm getting to is I fucking hated myself. How fucking crazy is it that it's my career now? You know, I thought that was pretty cool. How much would you say your life has changed this past year then? Nothing's really changed. I've, I, I think that it's changed good. It's, it's changed good. Not drastically or anything, but there's a change. And when I say a change, I mean like um, I'm better mentally. Uh, I've come further. I stay out of trouble now. I have me a wonderful woman that keeps me in line. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Another thing that's... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say... This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Changes this music shit, you know, it's been a blessing. I've been able to elevate and upgrade with my living lifestyle and shit, you know, which I think is, I always brag about, nigga, I was getting rapper money before I was even signed, you know what I'm saying? I've been a rapper, motherfucker. I ain't got a dope, I ain't got to deal no dope, I ain't got to pimp no hoes, I ain't got to, I ain't got to go out and do no stupid, ignorant street shit. I can be a rapper 
It's a blessing right there, man. Fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I thank God for it, man. Yeah. I pay my bills off. I, I was paying my bills off the rapping shit, paying my gas, eating off the rapping shit, everything, bro. That's why I don't ever want to disrespect my blessing. I, I, my fans, bro, my fans, like, I treat them with the utmost respect. They deserve everything that, that I'm going to give them. You know what I'm saying? They're the reason why I'm even talking to you. They're the reason why I'm, I'm in business. They making my dream come true. So, shit, why would, you know, I, that's why I treat them with, like, they're gods. Yeah. You know, nobody will ever be over my god, but, you know, I, I fuck with them like that. See what I'm saying? Did you ever work a regular job? When I was a when I was a kid, yeah. I mean, I was always working in the field, like with my grandpa or somebody, or, or being outside helping my pop and do something. But <coughs> my mother had got, my stepmother got into this wreck. <coughs> and uh, a semi truck had fucking drug her like half a mile. Oh, shit. Hit the car, and he thought he had a fucking pop tire, but he was dragging my mama in the car. And uh, thank God she's alive. You know, my real mother passed away from a car accident. And uh, anyways, uh, you know, she got fucked up and I was always getting in trouble. So she got fired because my stupid ass, she had to pick me up from school and shit. And her job like, nigga, why you keep fucking leaving work? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I was working Panda Express and H-E-B at the same time. I was like 16 years old. Fuck Panda though. <laughs> I love the food, but fuck that fucking, I fucking hated my boss. Fuck that bitch. I wanted to kick her in her pussy every day, every fucking day. I wanted to like body that hoe. I wanted to get her face and fucking put it in the fryer, bro. That bitch would piss me off, bro. Piss me off, bro. What was she doing to make you so mad, man? She would, I don't even want to get into it. It's gonna piss me off. She would just, just know she was a bitch, man. And then H-E-B was cool. I, I met a lot of beautiful people working at H-E-B because I was a cashier, so just always talking to people. Uh, I also worked with some cool ass people. Um, I had a manager, her name was Drew, light skinned. He was like, he was like, he was like 28. He was a light skinned, had dreads, green eyes, real pretty motherfucker. And every MILF that came in, he was hollering at, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I remember uh, when we would be on breaks, man, I'm fucking over here showing him all my lyrics, and he's like, bro, you're an animal. I really wish I knew where he was at right now. I wish I kept in touch with him, bro. Uh, Wherever you're at, if you ever see this man, many blessings, and I hope I hope you're doing good, baby. But I really fucked with Cuz, yeah. So it was cool working at H-E-B, but those are like the only two jobs that I had. Oh, I no, nah, I don't even consider that a job. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was the inspiration going into the song Child's Play? <sighs> My dad's name is Chuck, and they called him Little Chucky. And uh, I used to always tell my mama, I'm, 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 I'm Lil Chuck, I'm Lil Chucky. My tia Sylvia, they would all be, always call us Lil Chucky and shit like that. So he's he's good Chuck. I'm bad, you know, I'm the good Chuck, he's the bad Chuck. You know, I'm the good guy, he's the bad guy. So, bitch, I'm in beast mode. My dad always growing up, he would always say, son, you gotta get in beast mode. Like, like I'll be fucking up in school and shit, and he'd be like, son, you just gotta go in there and beast mode that shit out. Bitch, I'm in beast mode. They finna turn me to Chuck. You know, it's my dad, they finna turn me to took. I'm about to beat the shit out of this little nigga cause bitch you done ran out of luck. But my dad, uh, he's a loving person just like me. He just has less patience. But I think he has less patience cause he's capable of just dogging anybody. 
so he's more of a bully. But anyways, yeah, anyways, like, you know, he'll tell people, bro, like, like I, I've seen people jump in this nigga's face, like, nigga, fuck you, woo woo rah rah, this and that. And he's like, wait a minute, bro, let me buy you a drink, because you tripping right now. Like, let me buy you a drink. I've seen my father kneel down and apologize for what he said, I'm sorry for what I'm finna do to you, and get up and hurt a nigga. You know what I'm saying? So my father, you know, he's, bitch, you done ran out of luck, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I done gave you too many chances, you done ran out of luck. You know, I'ma pop my ex, I'ma have me some sex, I'ma fuck that little bitch booty up, you know what I'm saying? But everybody got their own cup of lean, you know what I'm saying? So the ex might, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? See what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm popping eggs, I'm getting the fuck a little bitch booty up. I try to be friends. You wanna be enemies? Nigga, I saw you, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it goes back to, you don't ran out of luck, bro. Like, I wanna be your friend. I don't wanna have to do this to you, cause I know what I can do to you. But now I gotta do it. Cause I ain't gonna let you just punch me while I'm sitting in this corner. I'm finna start swinging back. So that, you know, that's how that go. The song, you know, the energy and everything about it was just really about my pop, like father, like son, cause I'm, that nigga spit me out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what did he think of the song? Oh, bro, he loved it. He t I remember... Uh, it's a workout song. Yeah. For real. Yeah, he calls me. He calls me all the time. He's like, son, I started crying listening to your music. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, nigga, I ain't Drake. You know what I'm saying? Why are you getting in your feelings to my shit? And he's like, he laughed about it. He was like, nah, son, it's not that. It's, I'm just proud of you, nigga. You know, I hear this shit, and he said, nobody will ever hear what I hear in your music. I said, what is it? And he said, that little boy voice, that little kid voice. And I said, well, I'm glad you're the only one. Because <laughs> my shit would not sell, you know? So have you started working on the, the next album? Hell yeah, nigga, I got like three albums ready. Yeah, shit. I ain't got time for the fuckery, so I'll just be doing music. Not only that, you know, I genuinely love this shit, so I'm, you know what I'm saying? That's all I want to do. And not only that, I'm so hungry and determined to out, to, to eat up any fucking rapper and make me want to go more harder. Because I know I'm the best. Now all I got to do is just prove it. You got a title picked out for the album? Yeah. Care it's to share? It's called Nonsense and Mexican Shit. And then... Uh, I got some other ideas, but you know, we'll get to them later. Let me drop this first one. Okay. So yeah, I got this one, it's called Nonsense and Mexican Shit. I think it's got like 11 tracks on there. And uh, I just completely fucking cock out all over that hoe. <laughs> Any features gonna be on there? Uh, let me think. Big X the plug. He from Dallas, shout out X for so. That's my thug, big crib nigga out there in the D-time. Um, he in the house out there in, in Texas. And uh, Cold-Blooded Tyrell, shout out, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Cold-Blooded for so. He from Houston, he doing his thing. I like fucking with underground artists, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, and I, I fuck with underground artists because, um, you know, they're just still every, everyday people, you know? All these other rappers, they let that world get to their head. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you forget you still breathe and bleed the same way I do. That's why I'm forever humble. Like, I'm not humble. Like, I'm a conceited-ass motherfucker. But I also know my place in this world. You know what I'm saying? I'm right here with y'all. Yeah. So that's why I fuck with the underground artists. Because, you know, they just I can yeah. smoke a, a J with them and chill and vibe. You know, them other niggas, like, 
they want to get the studio session all late and then not even say what's up, just record and dip. Which I don't mind, get the fuck out of here, you in my space. But don't be an asshole, nigga, because I can be an asshole too. And I promise I kick harder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a bully. Oh yeah, and I met Tyrell Natural too. Listen to this. This is how I met him. So I'm I was going to support my partner Trap, Trap Boy Green. And uh so we go to his show and bro, like it's like there's not even a stage. The the system is horrible, you know what I'm saying? But we still vibing. And I see this like fucking six foot five black dude walk in and he got all black slacks on, some fucking velvet loafers, a fucking badass belt shirt tucked in and he got a chain and the pendant is Africa. And he got some shades on and he got like those old grand lady, the old grand lady things on his head, but he, he rocking it, making it look cool. Yeah. And anyways, I was like, who the fuck is this guy, <laughs> right? Who the fuck is this dude? And they fucking, he gets the mic, keep in mind, shitty system, no stage. And this is why I respect him because I had the same energy. The cousins walked in with this energy and didn't even need a lot. He just fucking grabbed the mic and was like, these niggas done fucked up. They let me get back in my bag. And I heard that good guys finish lad. That's why I'm doing them bad. He keeps telling this bitch that we beefing. Bro, I don't even know who you is. I'm on some grown man shit. How I look out there beefing with kids. You know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, bro, this nigga is stupid. Who is this, bro? And the beat, the beat. I'm like, bro, this nigga got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I fucked with cuz off the rip. Off the rip. I, I didn't even tell him what's up that night. I think I hit him up on I hit him up on IG like like two weeks later, three weeks later. And the reason why, cause my partner Caleb was there that night and cuz was like, hey, you remember homeboy? from that night, and I was like, yeah, what's up? He was like, man, I've been trying to look for that song. I can't fucking find it. <laughs> so he on the hunt, on the hunt, on the hunt, finally found it like three weeks later after the show. He was like, bro, I found it. He sent it to me, I heard it again, and once I heard it in the car, it was still hard. Hmm. So I was like, I gotta hit him up. Hit him up, cause it had like, I don't even know how many followers, like maybe not even like 3,000, or I don't know. It, it, it was some, you know what I'm saying, some bogus ass number. I was like, why the fuck is he not blown? You know what I'm saying? And I had to hit him, I had to get him on some shit. So those are the only two features I got. I really don't like doing features unless it's my posse. Understood. Or they pay for it. <laughs> OT, can you share some advice for the youth that's coming up right now, man? Nah. I don't know. Uh, Just be you, bro. You're gonna sell. Just be you to the fullest. The best thing I can tell you is whatever you fucking do, just make sure you're the greatest at it. If you're just picking this fucking bottle up and opening it and taking a drink, be the fucking best at it. Whatever you do, baby, that's all I can say. I got you, man. What's next, OT? Shit, more shit and, you know what I'm saying? Y'all better, difference between, man, bro, Get brains and toilet papers. I'm finna be everywhere just shitting on everything. That's the best thing I can tell you. You know, me and my team got a whole lot of sh uh, tricks uh, up our sleeve and shit, you know. So, you know, be ready for some singles. They're gonna be on the mixtape, the mixtape, uh, nonsense and Mexican shit. Uh, Shani probably gonna be dropping some shit. My man right here, when it comes to the melodic shit, like melodies, uh, 
Unfuckwithable. Unfuckwithable. All you niggas gonna ride or die when we crawling on the dance outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shiny smiles. They best stop playing with them, bro. I got a team full of diamonds. Gems. I just need to be dusting off. <laughs> you want to give any shout-outs before we wrap it up here, man? Uh, Shout-out my team. Y'all know who y'all are. Shout-out to God. That's it, baby. I be deep in the booty hole, just like a wedge and murder on my mind. I be feeling like Millie. I need me a bill, cause my gun too heavy. Got to Miami, I not a fat right off his belly. Shoot him in his face, he looking like Fetty. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.